It's Bibliovile, the terrible book exchange podcast where a wife and her husband get each other the worst books they can find. For this episode of Bibliovile, I read Deadly Obsession, a steel ops novel by April Hunt, and Mick read Money Making Mamas by Silk Smooth. Welcome to Bibliovile, the Terrible Book Exchange podcast. My name is Mick Dickinson. And I'm Susan Dickinson. And we are here fiddling with the microphone even as we're starting the podcast because we are back here to tell you into said microphone about two terrible books that we were supposed to read on vacation. So we had, first of all, we had the longest drive in existence. We had... Literally our most previous vacation before this was a longer drive. Yeah, that's fair. Two... Two trips, uh, 15-ish hours yeah. each way. Uh, I read zero pages of my Bibliovile book. What? You definitely didn't because you were driving. I, I was on Twitter the whole time, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Snapchatting. Um, and then we had Finally an, Mission Impossible. entire week of a nice, relaxing lake vacation down Lake-cation, in South Carolina. Please. And I read zero pages in my bibliophile book. <laughs> but, Sue, but, but, but Susan, this is a vacation. What pot, like, what, what, what thing has happened to us since our last vacation that would make just pure relaxation on a vacation difficult? Hmm. Well, our last vacation was a little bit different because I was pregnant. Yeah, I mean, we had to cut a couple hikes short, but what would make... This vacation different. Oh, this time we have the baby. Oh, we had a baby. And so no one slept. <laughs> no one slept? Uh, including the people next to us in yeah, the house? Yeah, sorry, in-laws. But honestly, it was he was great. He was as perfect he as a baby could so be on a great. trip like that. What a good little man. Uh, we went to South Carolina. We went to a big old lake. And like Murray. We hung out in a beautiful house that had a nice pool, and one of my sisters in law got Squeaks uh, a little floaty, and my brother in law, your brother Bill, kept calling it his boat. Yeah. Um, so it's Squeaks just floated around in his boat in the pool the whole time, and it was adorable. But just enough work that we had to be there, so no books. No books, which was probably fine because I don't know that you really wanted to besmirch your vacation time with money-making mamas. Yeah, so money-making mamas had to be read in about uh, 13 hours, if that, when we got home. Because we got home on Saturday, recording this on a Monday, releasing it, if I remember this time, on Tuesday. I'm impressed. You finished this, I think, in one day, basically one sitting. Yeah, uh, managed to keep down the bile and the vomit to to finish it. Uh, It wasn't the. Am I going? Because we said I was going to go. Oh, that's both. Yeah, Yeah, right. Come on. So So I'll talk about money making mamas later. It's the second book. If that gives you any clues to how it went, Uh, did I bring my notes? I did. All right, but you Sue uh, had uh, to take uh, two days. What a slow reader. I know. Uh, what a slow to finish, reader. To finish Deadly Obsession, colon, a steel ops novel uh, by April Hunt. Uh, with yes. the pull quote by Lori Foster, she of the Christmas sex book. See, here's the thing, though. Last time, I knew your book was going to be bad 
No, wait, was it my book? I got you one of Laura Lee on it. You knew that my book was going to be bad because it had a pull quote from Laura Lee. Yes. Lori Foster, we like. We like no, Lori Foster. No, no, don't retcon. We hate, I hated the Christmas sex books. No, they were bonkers. No, one of them ended that they were ghosts the whole time. That's that great. Not, that does not a good book make. It makes a good bibliophile bad book. All right. Well, I got to tell you, Mick, Deadly Obsession by April Hunt is pretty good. Ow. As a romance novel, it, it kind of failed. The romance was kind of stale. It was very boring. The characters were not particularly, like, it was a very run-of-the-mill romance novel. Like, it didn't really do anything different. Um, but as a thriller, it was actually pretty good. So this uh, this book is in a genre uh, called a romantic thriller. And like it is weird how many books there are about former military people who run private uh, security firms. Oh, yeah. No. That's like a whole genre. Absolutely. And don't forget the amazing amounts of trauma they went through that got them to join the army the first time. Yeah. Famously. Like, I think I have, I personally have read, this is probably the third or fourth book like that that I've read for Bibliovile. For sure. Um, but... Yeah, there's two, There's so many PMCs, it's amazing that there's any actual public money going to the army at all. <laughs> um, but overall, it's vain. it was pretty good. Uh, so this book, and eh, it wasn't pretty good. It wasn't terrible. I'm going to say, this is better than uh, Positively Pippa. Yeah, I finished this one. Well, you um, had to. So I, I suppose, yeah. Well, you don't often don't finish your Bibliophile don't, books. Don't so. talk about often. I don't know, man. Um, so this book follows Zoe Wright and Knox Steele. Um, Zoe is a CSI agent. She is on a case trying to find the Cupid killer. Uh, and This is a little baby. Who um, is murdering... Oh young blonde women between the ages of like 18 and 24. Ah, uh, it's the guy who created The Bachelor. Zoe is about 23 years old and is blonde, so... Huh. Um, does and she then, have perfect breasts? Uh, she does. They're on the small side, but oh. they're, they're a perfect handful for Canucks. Um, Canuck Steele is back in Washington. He's a former army ranger. His brothers are opening a family business in an elite private security firm called Steel Ops. Their also, last name is Steel. Also known as the protagonists of future or previous books. Exactly. Um, and they are, like, their cover for the private security firm is a brewery. They, they've... They're putting together the private security firm in the basement of this, uh, like, old jail that they bought. And their cover for it is a distillery and brewery. It's a a tall order. um, Called Iron Bars. Um, Number one, pretty good name. Yeah. Number two, 
I'm pretty sure that PMCs aren't illegal. I don't think you need a front. No, they're... Someone talked to DeVos's uh, uh, brother. Yeah. Maybe this time we'll get him in jail for it then. No, it's not, a f- it's not a front. It's just like they don't really want to advertise what they're doing. They want to keep it a secret. Like, it's not because it's illegal. It's because they, I don't know. It's a pretty bad business model, Mon Frere. I don't know, man. They, I guess they don't need publicity because people are going to come to them because they know how great they are or something. I don't know, whatever. Um, and but, if all else fails, they can go to Las Vegas for a brewery convention. <laughs> talk to Kildar about their cool beer. Um, we meet our two main characters when Zoe... Don't read my notes. I'm sorry, I was in When Zoe shows up to a murder, the murder scene, one of the Cupid Killer murders. Um, and then she Dad all of a sudden... Left. She just knows that Knox is there. Mm. She's smells as musk. She's distracted by a murder scene at her job where she's supposed to be concentrating. And then all of a sudden she just knows that this guy she hasn't seen in two years who doesn't live there is just randomly on mm. the scene. So she's at a CSI scene, right? Uh-huh. And then she realizes that she's pretty sure that Opportunity knocks. Yeah! <laughs> so, I took off pretend sunglasses, for, even though the podcast can't see me. Yeah. Do it. I had a different, thank you. I had a different joke, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, anymore. good. Oh, uh, the Cupid Killer. Uh, stab to the left. <laughs> stab to the right. Oh, no. Um, and so then we flip to Knox's perspective when he first sees. Stop reading my notes. I was looking when at the When he dog. first sees Zoe. And he's, he's like, he thinks in his pants, his cock twitched. Y'all are at a murder scene. There's a woman who's been murdered and you're like, stop flirting. Um, They just keep flirting and he keeps delaying her from getting back to her job at a murder scene. So it's flirting turgid murders? Yeah, exactly. Um, Zoe doesn't say go on. the F word. And so she has some fun little curses like fudge it all to Helen back. Um, <sighs> Zoe is straight up written to be a blonde Zoe Deschanel. Like she's kind of clumsy. She wears really big glasses. She dresses like Zoe Deschanel. Well, she's written to be a new girl then. Yeah. Um, she didn't realize how hot she was, which made her even hotter. Direct quote. Um, That's just beautiful. So, of course, Knox is a little tortured about something. Knox didn't deserve peace. He didn't deserve Zoe. But it takes us a really long time to figure out uh, his why. Buddies, his buddies died and he could have saved. I could have saved more. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. Fuck that's, I, that's always what happens we in these do, books. Like, I think... Remember, you know that uh, AI generator that's yeah. making pictures and yep. stuff? You might as well have just typed it. Like, we might as well have an AI generator. I know we made one once, but it was basically a Mad Libs and not a real AI generator. But uh, you might as well make one where you get to type in the name of the book and the Bibliovile uh, open AI just feeds you the whole plot. Oh, yeah. And this one would have uh, spit out on try number one. This is trial. Oh, yeah. Trial no, one. this is like, this is this hits all of the main points of this genre. Does he tell his, bo- his cock to down boy? No, he does not say down boy oh. to his wiener. Oh, that okay. I that has happened in several of these books before. I had a book club um, book. Yikes. I uh, 
I, I, I did the Mick thing where I was like, at the, at the first chapter, I wrote down what I thought was going to happen. Um, there's a guy that she sort of tangentially works with that she went on a bad date with, and he's kind of an a-hole. And I wrote down, I bet the serial killer is the guy she went on a bad date with, and the woman that he's obsessed with is her. Because we keep getting these, like, a few paragraphs from the serial killer's perspective about how he's doing this because there's a woman that he's obsessed with. Um, and Red it, herring. It wasn't. That guy was a red herring. The second I... I was, like, chapter three or four, we learned that Zoe has a congenital heart defect. And we see a scene of her... At the doctor, a year ago, she had her fifth open heart surgery. They just put a zipper in there. And I was like, oh, no, it's going to be the doctor. Like, the woman he's obsessed with is Zoe, but it's going to be the doctor that was the serial killer. And spoiler alert, I was correct. Does he take the hearts out of all of his victims? Is that why he's the Cupid killer? No, he cuts a, like, a heart on their sternum. Like, a heart shape on their sternum. Wow, the heart doctor that doesn't use anatomically correct hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, another character that I'm sure will be in a future book is Zoe's best friend, Grace. Grace is also Knox's cousin. Uh, it's going to make it awkward when she ends up dating his brother. Well, she's going to wind up with Zoe's brother, Cade, who is a police officer in this book, but at the end decides he's going to quit his job to join Steel Ops. Um, mm. And so Grace is going to wind up with Cade. Honestly, I'm just happy that the murder didn't end up being Lowry Berry. Yeah. Um, I thought about that, too. Okay, I was like, it's either going to be the guy she went on a bad date with, the doctor, or someone we've never met before. Those are the three options. Um, but Grace is talking to Zoe and describes Knox, who is her cousin, as sex on legs. Weird. Um, at one point, they're at a club and they're dancing. The hem of her shirt is one inch above her the waistband of her pants. One inch. Okay. But somehow when she reaches above, like she puts her hands above her head... Her shirt comes up so far that Knox can see under boob. She got some saggy boobs or some major toddler belly. Yeah. She got broader shoulders than he does. <laughs> um, Listen, I'm a guy who has a lot of toddler belly. You don't see a lot of under boob on me when I do toddler belly. You don't. You see either treasure trail or razor bird. She is clumsy, of course. Ah, well, that's what makes her beautiful. There was one thing, though. So... Roman is Knox's oldest brother, and he's trying to convince... Roman Steele. Yeah. That's what they made their gladiuses out of. So Roman Lady is I, trying to convince... Excuse me, fucking nerds. Cade, who's Zoe's brother, and Knox, who's our main male protagonist, uh, to join Steel Ops, and he's talking to them about how much they enjoyed it when they went and helped out a guy named Logan Callahan. Wasn't what? that one of the guys in Midnight Sins? Yes, Logan Crow and, and Rafer. It's never, he's never mentioned again. It's like a throwaway line of like, but you really enjoyed when we helped out Logan Callahan out west. I, like, I'm, I'm kind of convinced. What is this, the Midnight Sins EU? I don't know, but why else would that, like, 
Why else would that be in here? We were originally going to make like a medium post back when that was bigger than Substack uh, about like the weird sort of spider web of terrible books and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so there's I, now like I, I'm not actually going to because gross. But part of me wants to read the Logan Callahan Midnight Sins book and like find out if these people make an appearance at all. Yeah, I don't know. I Oh, I saw from the far left cushion. I'm like, she's a communist romantic suspense writer? Uh I'm looking through some I'm looking through some stuff just to see if uh what she's reading or what she's associated with. Uh Laura Lee pops up. I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll see. But maybe these were the guys that helped out Logan Callahan out Find west. the pirate gold or whatever? Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, she's not a coffee drinker. Ew. I found that out. Ew. Um, so at one point, Zoe uh, sees the like headquarters. They're still working on it. But what's going to be the headquarters of Steel Ops? You're standing in the epicenter of Steel Ops. Anti-terrorism, anti-corruption, anti-anything that threatens people on a global scale. Capitalism. It's an elite private security firm. Emphasis on private. The guys aren't going to make many friends outside of a select few military brass. The less who know, the better. That's why they're keeping it a secret. They're all... One of them is an army ranger. One of them is a navy seal. One of them is a marine... And then I don't know what branch the fourth one is. Coast Guard! <laughs> one of them is in the Coast Guard. No offense, Coast Guard, but uh, I don't think you're the same part of the rarefied era this book is pretending the troops are. Yeah. Um, here's more. That's I what bet makes they you... have big, bushy beards. And they wear the baseball caps on backwards with they... sick-ass Oakleys. One of them does have a big, bushy beard. They're all bulky boys. Um, and then the rest of them all just have scruff. Do you know, this is... Hardly here or there, uh, but American soldiers will show up to like places and be doing bench presses and push-ups and squats and all these like bulky activities, and then like every other army in the world shows up and is like, "What are you doing?" And they like they all just run. Yeah, they're all uh, endurance stuff because they're like in the army you don't really need to bench press a lot. No, you're not punching people, but you, <laughs> you have to go from here to there a yeah. lot. Yeah, you need to. I. I from the few folks that I've talked to that are in the army, like you need to be able to walk very long <laughs> distances. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. Oftentimes kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, more on the that's what makes you beautiful train. You deserve a lot more than what I can give you. So you see, it has everything to do with me and not a damn thing to you, not a damn thing to do with you not being a Tracy type. She's comparing herself to another woman. And while we're on that subject, Tracy's are a dime a dozen and not the least bit sexy to me. Do you know what is? A woman who doesn't give a damn about fashion do's or don'ts. She wears cotton shorts for comfort, not realizing how delicious they make her legs look. She wears cartoon-themed t-shirts from her youth, not caring how perfectly they cup her sweet breasts. She goes to Walmart to buy rotisserie chickens on a night she doesn't feel like cooking. She reads books called Deadly Obsession. Hey. Um, I made you. (laughs) You've never once bought a rotisserie chicken. Um... Then I wrote down, it's either the bad date or the cardiologist. It was the cardiologist. That was actually my last note because that's where it sort of flipped from being 
from focusing entirely on the romance to focusing a lot more on the thriller aspect of the book. And it, it was done pretty well. It was it was very obvious who it was going to be. But like the little interstitials of the serial killer's perspective actually worked really well. Mm. Um, so like you know what's going to happen. I, I guessed that it was the doctor. I knew, like, you knew that it was Zoe that he was obsessed with. Or else the book would be very weird. But you're just trying, like, it's it, it just starts spinning faster and faster and faster and faster. And, and the intensity picks up and um, it actually, like, the the probably back half of the book went really quickly because the thriller piece of it was actually done super well. Wow. Um, he... He has messed with her medication, and so she starts to need to come in more and more frequently. Um, she has a couple episodes where, like, she's having a hard time breathing. Her heart is racing, and wouldn't you know it, he just magically happens to always be there whenever she's, like, at a bodega and has one of these episodes or whatever. What city does this take place DC. in? Um, no bodegas in D.C. I don't know. Um, I just never heard you drop the word bodega before. Well, talk us about bodegas. Oh, okay. Bozdega. Bozdega. Uh, do you know um, what else gets better once it gives up on the romance and goes full into the thriller? Oh, yeah? What's the, that? The Michael Jackson thriller music video. <laughs> when they leave the drive-in. Yeah. That's when it turns from romance to thriller. Yeah, so this was really like the music video for Thriller by Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> did, did Knox Steele turn around and look at the camera and have werewolf eyes at the end of this book? Yeah, there's a flash mob right in the middle. It's great. Um, but yeah, no, he... I wish I had the radio edit of this book. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it was good. She, she winds up getting captured. She winds up breaking free. They, of course, wind up together at the end. The murder? Um, she, no, her and Canox. Oh. Um, she, there is a surprise dad. So I feel like that's also... She's pregnant too? Kind of a trope of these books is that there's always some surprise relative that pops up. Um, she and her brother Cade were um, in foster care. Lori foster care. <laughs> um, and their foster mom is awesome. And they're still like, she's their mom or whatever. Um, but they're, they never knew who their real dad was. Their mom, their biological mom died. They never knew who their biological dad was. But there was a mysterious benefactor who gave their foster mom all of the money to pay for Zoe's surgeries and treatments and everything. Um, and it turns out it was her biological dad who also is providing all of the funding for Steel Ops. Yeah, this is the kind of part where, like, that part wasn't very good. The romance wasn't very good. But, like, good work, April Hunt, on the hey. thriller. I was legitimately, like, interested. I was engaging. It was well-written. In a real world, um, in, yeah. in a good world, you know who would pay for both her surgeries and a sort of uh, quasi-military thing? The government. The government would do both. Yeah. But instead, it's a guy who got super rich from being in the military. A war, Colonel Mustard, a war profiteer? <laughs> is her real dad? Apparently, yeah. Oh. His name is Wilcox. Well, he's the guy from My Three Sons. Or All My Sons, or something. I can't remember. <laughs> All My Three Sons. Um, so, yeah. The play. The, the romance, kind of meh. Very stereotypical. But the thriller piece, 
pretty well written. Overall, not a terrible book. Uh, that can't be true. This is the terrible book exchange. So since my book wasn't terrible and this is the terrible book exchange podcast, All right. I'm going to need you to tell me about Money Making Murder Mamas. Money Making Mamas. Not Murder Mamas. That was a previous book. Oh, that was a different book. That was a previous book by Uh, the same publisher. I do have to say, Mick, I'm very interested to hear about the end of this book because, Mick, when you finished this book, you didn't throw it across the couch. You sort of melted off of the couch into the floor to the point where you were sitting on the floor with your face on the couch cushion and you just sort of stayed there for a while. I needed some time. So... (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to do the end of the podcast now because there's a high chance we just cut at the end. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at DKMA. Oh, you can no. find the podcast at Bibliovile. Uh, you can find Sue at Susan Jess. We Jay. still don't have intro music. Well, we haven't picked it yet, but you'll you'll have heard some, I assume. It will. Uh, I hope I don't go back to 311's Amber. Uh, so, yeah, let's hop into it. This is Don't read my notes. You didn't have an excuse of the dog walking past. This is Money Making Mamas by Silk Smooth. It comes from the same publisher as Murder Mamas. Unclear if it is a mamas-focused venture or if that is just coincidence. I bet it's a mamas-focused venture. There's a real market for that. They also did the novelization of Cookin' Mama from for the Nintendo Wii. Money Making Murder Cookin' Mamas. Indeed. Uh, so this is urban books prioritizing in stories of gangbanging and gangsters and these sorts of things. Uh, famously, Murder Mama is one of the most mind-bendingly terrible books. Just a failure of writing. That was the one where there were two... Like, there was a scene that happened mm-hmm. twice, the but cli- One of the climax... I mean, like, the main the climax scene. of the book happened twice in two different ways. Like, you're reading, 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 okay, that's what happened. And then you read, and you're like, this already happened. And then it happens in a different way. <laughs> it was it was the biggest failure of a book I've ever seen in terms of, like, you wrote the same scene twice. How did you do that? Like, I don't, I don't get it. But that didn't stop anybody from loving it. Uh, just to show you how weird the uh, Goodreads can be, uh, it's absolutely insane that Goodreads can just, like, people thought it was good. Uh, for example, this person rated it, uh, where are they, five stars, and said, just started it last night. I'm on page 28. Why, like, why would you think... I'm 28 pages of the way through a 300-page book. Better write a review. Yeah. Uh, this book, uh, Carla rated it five stars. That go Goodreads, for some reason, always thinks that they need to introduce like the, the summary of the book. It's like, bro, that's at the top of the Goodreads page. I don't. I, maybe I just don't understand what Goodreads is for. Uh, but this person, uh, blah, 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 this sets the pace for a fast-paced novel that pulled me in from page one. Although there was an indiscrepancy in the book, it did not take away from the story that was being told. That's a generous way of saying the same (laughs) scene happens twice in two different ways. Uh, She wasn't in her own book. Uh, Somebody who gave her two two, uh, uh, starts does call out that the main character isn't actually in this book. Whatever. So this is where we're starting off from. Great book, hard to put down. One other thing I've noticed about reviews for uh, from Goodreads, I don't know about this or uh, 
if it's just this or if this is the, everything on Goodreads, but a lot of people uh, seem to respond to the book as if they're real people. Like, I couldn't believe what John did. I'm so furious at him when he did these things. Like I just saw one of, like, that was so messed up what Macy did to his yeah. son. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know what is happening on Goodreads, but we're going to move on from that. That's just a little history lesson of, of Murder Mamas. Go back and listen to that one because I get yelly at the end of it. So I want to read the back. <clears throat> Taffy Douglas, the real bitch in charge, is the mama of three sexy, smart, and highly creative daughters who use their quote-unquote skills, which is denigrating sex work, through internet video porn to make paper. Take those quotes away from skills. Mm-hmm. China, Corinne, and Simone have a handoff approach when it comes to men. They prefer to handle their business with high-dollar ballers who are willing to pay up for a sneak peek at the sisters from the other side. Captain Save-A-Ho is not Taffy's profession, what? Kicking ass and saving some for later is. Saving some ass for later? I don't understand. Uh, so all bets are off when Taffy's money-making daughters refuse to play by her rules. The chips must fall where they may. When the secretive man in China's life finds himself down on bended knee to propose, will she accept knowing that Mama ain't down with it? Simone is sassy, but she will meet her match, who comes in the form of a stalker who terrorizes her through the internet. She's definitely afraid, but not as afraid as Corinne, who catches a bullet for seeking the real truth about family secrets that have been buried for years. These money-making mamas will have to hold on tight because they are in for one wild ride. It's a lot happening in this book. No, it's not. Because hilariously, although that's all on the back of the book, ask me what the plot of the book is. Nick, what's the plot I of the book? I don't know. <laughs> None of those things happen? Oh. We'll get to it. Uh, we start <laughs> off. Okay. Taffy Douglas, the real bitch in charge, which is not... And then Captain Savaho is not Taffy's profession. I don't understand what this is trying to introduce us. She's called TD or Taffy for or Mama. There's only one mama, and it's it's Taffy Douglas. Uh, and I am happy to report that this book does not start off with any of those three plot threads. It starts out with a solid, I thought it was 17, and I was like, wow, that's a lot. That's too many. We should not have done this. 17 pages of comically, like, insanely what the hell is happening, uh like abuse and cheating oh. by a husband and physical assaults and threatens to murder and oh control. And it's not 17 pages of it. It's actually 80. What? It's 80 pages of this book is the sort of like introduction to mama, I guess. I don't know. She's a, a meek mannered woman who is being dominated by her criminal husband and her three kids that she gets the shit beat out of her all the time because she has nowhere else to go and nothing else to do. It's 80 fucking pages of it. I'm sorry you had to read that. That's, That's it. awful. And so, like, he pimps her out several times to go strip at parties, but nobody can actually, like, stick a finger in her because she's mine or whatever. And then she uh, gets, like, money put in her G-string uh, with her small boobs and huge ass. It's written multiple times that she does not have particularly large boobs, but has a fat ass. This is in the 80s or whatever. So she has a drug dealer boyfriend, or drug dealer husband. Drug dealer husband has a son, not from Taffy, so a, a, a different relationship named Honey, and that's a, a I don't I, that's kind of an odd first name I don't know uh, for a gangbanger character in your in your gangbanger novel. But anyway, uh, she hooks it up with him to be the real deal and get uh, Ray, her husband, uh, money's 
stolen and so she can move out or make something happen or something. I'm not being vague because it. I don't care. I'm being vague because who the fuck knows? They start an empire and she's now the boss behind the scenes and she's making it. An empire of what? Yeah. Uh, Good. Just like that one show, Empire. So she's the real deal and now she's running things. And then there's a time skip of question mark years. Uh, and they built an empire of what? Of drugs? Something. Uh, and so, I don't know, she has these three daughters that do internet porn, and she sometimes does internet porn too, even though she's assumedly, like, a 48 year old woman, I don't know, you, like, get it if you can, but also you're a drug lord? Like, what are you doing, doing this? It doesn't fucking make sense. So, like, this may not be the literal worst book I've ever read, but it is one of the stupidest. I firmly believe that I'm the first person to read it after it's been written. Like, now that it's published, this edition of it, I'm the first person who read it. Like, the author didn't, the editor, if it exists, didn't. I don't know. So here's <clears throat> China, the oldest of the daughters and the bot, like, the, the most count-onable. China had gone to the beauty shop early in the morning to get her hair braided. Like me, uh, her sister Simone, I believe. Nope, like her mom Taffy. Like me, she wore long braids that flowed down her back and almost, this is her mom talking, almost touched her apple bottom big booty that was the most money producing ass in the house. While my braids sat wrapped tightly on my head, China's were parted through the middle. She had a round face that displayed rich chocolate skin. Her body was sculptured like a goddess and all of my girl's curvy hips were enough to turn any man's or woman's heads. Now, there's no secret that China and I were the closest out of me and my girls because China did shit for me that the other two might not do. Uh, it mentions that her her husband, Ray, uh, Mama's original husband, Ray, uh, was shot five times and then she spit on his, his body in the coffin. Everybody thought she was giving a kiss. Several pages later, it mentions that China killed the husband, Ray, by shooting him five times and she spit on him uh, in, the, in the coffin. So it's the same part of the story twice again, but at least... It's the same story this time. <laughs> uh, in the introductory 80 paragraphs of just comically evil abuse, uh, she had small titties and a big ass. And now that she is an adult woman uh, in our main part of our book, it mentions that she uh, squeezed or, or something her size 40 double Ds into the dress at the funeral. So she has not only got big boobies now, but she she's pretty thick of 40 like band is not that's not big boobs that is just a big woman yeah 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 and i don't think the author knows that so the the number is the band size yeah which like that would be like a band two band sizes above what i wear i wear a 38 um and the like boob size is yes. the letter. The letters, yes. Yeah. And double D's is apparently the largest anybody on the internet thinks it goes, uh, which it hilariously is not. It they, is. Yeah. It's it not even a It's little always bit. like, yo, I got double D's. And it's like, okay, many women have more than that. Like, I, yeah. I don't know how double D's became like, it's the biggest, bro. Um, on page 108, I find out we're in Chicago. I had no idea. I assumed L.A. up to that point. There were no establishing shots of Chicago? Not really, no. Uh, and what it mentions is that Chicago's weather is always changing, and so Mama's got a little bit of a cold. Is that, it windy there? That never comes up again. The gold never comes up again. Um, then there exists, uh, 
basically, it starts to come out in the daughters who never lie or hold secrets, except for the entire book when they're constantly lying and holding secrets <laughs> from each other. Uh, that. China killed the dad, and China was sexually abused by the dad because oh, we man, have to start this with is a yeah, we have to start with eighty pages of you have to like my characters if I make their story sad enough, despite things like what I'm about to say happening. And so, first, the argument is about oh, the dad who murdered him did China actually murdered him? And they're basically like, don't ask. And then it turns out that one of the daughters, uh, Nikin Corinne, excuse me. Uh, is not a daughter of Ray. It's a daughter of a different guy or whatever. And so she is finding this out and is asking, uh, did you kill him or not or whatever. So Mama, in response to being asked three times, hey, did my sister kill the man that I think at this point is still my father? Mm -hmm. Mama yanked on the kitchen drawer to open it and then snatched a knife from inside of it. She charged up to me, then placed the sharp blade against the side of my neck. From the corner of my eye, I could see Simone shaking and standing in fear. She didn't dare move another inch near the eye. Sweat started to dot my forehead and anger crept up on me. Uh, so Mama draws a knife on her Jesus. own daughter for daring to ask a question like, did you kill my dad three times? Uh, she was a drug lord with millions, but they are often, uh, like, pitched that they're living in the same townhouse, all four of them together. Yeah, if they have that much money, that's not happening. Not even in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, they have a modest townhouse, uh, she sometimes goes to the casino, the, you know, all those casinos in Chicago. Uh, where she, this is what it says. She was probably at the local casino where she sometimes stayed many nights. That's a little contradicting. Which is it? Sometimes I do this a lot. Uh, which is, uh, bringing me into that this is not, uh, especially well written in many ways. Uh, the sisters are pitched as being very different and you can't tell any, they're all, insane people everyone in this book is insane people uh but also the the dialogue is incredibly inconsistent obviously i am not going to read any racial slurs so i will say dude if any happen to pop up okay uh so simone is uh a, a cam girl but instead of being like a real cam girl where she's in front of a webcam with many people on one I don't know, lobby watching and being like, hey, here's money or whatever. Or for thousands, I, I don't know. It's really rich dudes that are paying to cam girl with them one-on-one -on -one for half an hour at a time. Okay. And I'm like, but I doubt it. I don't know. I don't, whatever. I don't know, I guess. But still, that feels very I don't know. People do weird stuff. But anyway, she now has received thousands of dollars from a man named Honey to go meet him in a hotel room. And she's like, well, with that much money, I can't, I can't say no. Simone has been pitched to us in this so far as a virgin. Uh, she says that she's a virgin all the time. But everybody knows that she fucks this one guy, Rufio or something. Uh, some, not Rufio, some other guy. And he sucks. Um, and so they all know she's not, but she keeps saying she is. But then she gets offered $10,000 or whatever. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to go have sex with him. Uh, today, he's been waiting patient. He's been waiting patiently for me. I got another email from him yesterday asking if I've made up my mind about where to meet. Have you? I asked. She said, yep. I'm going to meet him at the motel downtown. Ain't no need for all that fancy shit, especially when I'm only going there to do what I do. Right? She's going to go bang his brains out for 10000 bucks. Sure. Yeah. Okay. 
Then she dresses. The next thing, the next is, be sure to write down the motel address, room number, and phone number so that we can have that information. And once you're in there, be sure to call and let us know. This I'm like, hey. Very, sh- like, that's a, a pretty big tonal shift in the writing. If you're going to go abonics on this, if you're going to go, a- I suppose that's out of date. What are we, A-A-V-E on this. You're going to have to commit because it's very weird when it's like, don't need no shit. And then I'm very concerned for your well-being. Can you please just listen to me as I'm trying to explain these things to you? (laughs) And it seriously tries to do both and it just doesn't make it. They're both clumsy. Yeah. And having both clumsinesses is four times. It's like an exponent. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're going to do any type of dialect or accent or anything like you got to commit to it. Yeah. You can't half-ass that. It's you, not going to work. You can't half-ass it. Uh, I wrote page 126. What is the, out of 293, what is the plot of this book? I did not know. Uh, this is the first time Simone meets Honey. Uh, he thinks, she thinks it's his, not his real name. But it turns out that Mama set up this date to make sure that nobody was actually doing something as so stupid as uh, taking money to go fuck men in strange hotel rooms. And so it is the same Honey but actually, since Honey was the son of Ray and Simone is the son of Ray, it's her own fucking brother, and her mom just decides not to tell her all this, and so she ends up fucking her brother. Uh, and her brother fucks her, even though he knows what's happening. Half-brother, I suppose, but still, yikes. Uh, this is how they describe Honey. His smile was wide, his body was fit, and always paying attention to eyes, they sure as hell were sexy. What? His smile was wide, his body was fit, and always paying attention to eyes, they sure as hell were sexy. What? Yeah. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Um, they somehow get real cash despite being cam girls. You would think that cam girls would be tipped online on a credit card or even in yeah. crypto if this was written more up to date. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the night, they they slam cash down on the coffee table to Where compete do with you. Get their I don't cash fucking know. I don't. From? I don't. Whatever. Um, so the mom has been in jail when, uh, doesn't mention that ever again. Uh, supposedly she was, this Simone girl was a page, a version on page 107, it was saying. Uh, it repeated, uh, on the 160s that she was a virgin to everybody else, except for everybody knows that she fucked this one guy from the club or whatever. Except for the fact that her sisters walked in to rob Honey while he was fucking his sister, Simone. So they saw him, they saw her riding a dick and getting her nipple sucked, then sucking that dick while they were robbing him to keep him occupied or whatever. Despite the fact that they later find out they're half-brother and half-sister, despite the fact that he knew they were half-brother and half-sister, he still went along with it anyway. But they saw her having penetrative sex. And then later in the book are like, yeah, she's still a virgin, she says, but I don't, I don't think it's true. Like, bro, you, know, you know for a fact. Yeah. And what she still tries to say, like... I mean, virginity was, is a sham. It is a sham, but it wasn't... It doesn't mean anything. Uh, it was but, yeah. in the book. That's dumb. Um, so there's the one girl that wasn't the real son of Ray, and so she's not his sister. They've been hooking up for a while. Uh, she's fucking that guy, and she wants their 40, 50, 40-year-old 40 aged mom to be put into a home. I... Mm, then uh, okay. Honey threatens to kill Mama despite they're being in business together. Uh, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> the, the one girl who is not actually the, 
so Mama makes says, hey, I fooled you, and this guy is actually your brother, and she goes to go throw up or whatever. You have to take all of his money back because I was a test, and you failed, and you're not belong. But this is seriously 100, page 186 out of 295 or whatever. 294 pages. Excuse me. 293 pages. I'll get to why there's so many not actual ones. Uh, so, like, what? why are we... Is this the plot that they robbed this guy? I thought that was going to be in. Then he's like a drug lord and he comes to find him. But no, it's solved immediately. Can I ask a question? Yeah. What about all the plots on the Don't worry about it. I'll get to that. So page 187, or page 187, uh, Corinne is fucking uh, Honey. They've been fucking for quite a while. She still let him. I thought that was Simone. No, Simone fucked him in the hotel room. They're brother and sister. Corinne and Honey are not brother and sister because Corinne is uh, Honey or... Uh, Mama's daughter, but not Ray's son, and Honey is Ray's son, but not Mama's son, or whatever, right? Okay. So they get to fuck, and so we read several... Each one of the daughters gets their own, like, cam girl session that has no bearing on the plot, because I think the author thinks we want to see them, I don't know, jerking off and faking orgasms, and using big dildos or whatever, like... But anyway, now there's a real fucking happening between Honey and Corinne... And I just want you to listen to this. He hurried to sit me on the desk with his legs spread. He dropped his face between them. His tongue licked my pussy like it was a sticky lollipop. Lollipops. I don't like that. Lollipops known for their uh, concave surface. I don't like that. Uh, It's better than saying it's a hungry baby. It is. Once again, on page 204, Simone maintains she is a virgin, despite the fact that she has been seen fucking her own brother. Uh, they go to a club, uh, this guy that keeps, uh, trying to say, Reno, not Rufio, Reno, who she did fuck, and then stopped fucking, but she tries to pretend she didn't fuck, uh, confronts her at a club, and then other stuff happens, so she's left alone, uh, and then basically his crew puts his hand, their hands on her, and China, uh, walks up and smashes a bottle into two people's heads, assumedly more or less killing them. Jesus. Uh, the cops later come to their apartment, it's like, hey, you can't do that, don't leave town, and then they leave town. Uh, then they're driving to Reno's place to, Mama's gonna, I guess, go make them apologize or try to... For killing people? For No, for smashing a bottle on the back of his head. I don't know. And on their way, Simone is driving and there's a white man on a bike, like a, a, a bicycle, and he is slightly in the way and she says, hey, go fucking faster or whatever. He says, hey, fuck you. And she's like, I'm gonna hit him with my car and kill him. And one of the other daughters is like, yeah, he couldn't talk to you that. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? That's not being bad. That's being insane. That's an insane thing to do. Yeah. That's like beyond BPD. That is like a criminal, ma- like yeah. that's criminally insane that you would launch into that. And mom was like, what are you doing? You can't run over a white guy on a bicycle. He's white. It's like no mention of. Don't run over a human person. This is not the time for this is yeah, this is this goes beyond institutional racism of the justice system book. Like don't, don't run, run over, over a person cuz he yeah. said fuck you to you, especially cuz you said fuck you first. Yeah. There there she attacks is a, a cop uh, who is asking her questions because you can't talk to me like that and goes to jail and it's just like oh, I'm crazy kids. What the fuck? Like I did, I whatever. Uh, but it turns out that the reason that mama took them to Reno's 
is not to confront him and ask them, please uh, withdraw your or police complaint for my daughter smashing you in the back of the head and the face. Actually, he gets hit in the head with, or he gets in the face with the bottle. It is mentioned the huge cut that he gets on his face that's going to need multiple stitches. When they go to confront him in his apartment later, uh, he has a bandage on the back of his head. Mm. Um, then... Uh, Mama just takes a pistol from China who brought one uh, retconned that she had one the whole time and she shoots him several times, murdering him. Jesus. Because it turns out that he was part of the drug ring that uh, Honey is running that Mama actually behind the scenes runs. So he was stealing from it. So she was able to take him out. Uh, showing no mercy. It's a lot of after, murder. After murdering him, then they put gloves on and steal stuff from his apartment. Uh, they're just making shit up to the insane degree. All right, Susan, you had one important question about this book. What about the plots on the back of the book? There are 293 pages in this book. Okay. Plot the first, when the secretive man in China's life finds himself down on bended knee to propose. Page 247. Oh, wow. That's a lot. After the cops come and say, hey, don't leave, uh, we'll hit a breakfast at IHOP, right? Maybe so I'll let you know. I left Corinne feeling good about her being honest with me, but skeptical overall. We had been keeping so many secrets from each other, like the one I'd be keeping about my man on the side. This is the first mention of any man on the side from China. The thing was, I really liked Mark too. He was the kind of dude who I could see myself one day marrying and having a whole lot of babies with. Paige. 247 out of 293. We are, I'm going to do the goddamn math. 297? No. 247. 247 out of 293. Mistyped. Of course, we won't edit that out. We are 84% of the way through the book. In an actual book, we are at possibly the climactic scene, if not what we might call storming the tower, yeah. getting ready to save the princess. We are on the way there. Luke is in the X-Wing, even if he's not necessarily shooting the torpedo down the, the whatever hatch, he is still in the X-Wing. Yeah. We are introducing the first plot from the back of the book. Yikes. All the rest of this has been, I don't know, 80 pages of ridiculous cartoonish violence, uh, and then just sort of cam girls and a weird plot to not like not plot as in like book plot but plot as in like a, a scheme uh so what about the other two plots hold on they go in order so mark on the side uh who is introduced in page 247 we get a sex scene uh that she drives to st louis in four hours from chicago i don't know uh, we just were in st louis on the way home from the the beach or whatever uh and so she uh, is there and he proposes after fucking uh, for like one day and uh, she says yes and then Mark leaves her mom shows up how do you get here I have connections the book doesn't bother to explain because how could you especially because it's like his second apartment because he has a secret he has an uh, existing family he's a drug secret dealer family. not a realtor like he said uh, he was a boxer uh, and in fact is also bisexual he's having sex with a man <gasps> so she's she is astounded and and uh, awful uh, so mama goes in the back room, lets her sort it out. Uh, she pokes her head out of the room, uh, to say, Hey, I, everybody, I know what you're doing. And Mark takes this opportunity once again, just to, uh, make sure, uh, we never 
get a break from it to engage in some cartoonish violence against China. Then while she is on the ground, uh, she pulls a gun out and shoots Mark. And that is the More end. murder. That was the end of the, the idea. And uh, presumably of Mark. Well, yeah, you can't imagine. She says, this is her idea of defense. I was so sure that during the investigation of his murder, my prints would be found all over this place. There was nothing I could do about that. But if the police ever questioned me, I would stick to my same saying, I don't know what happened. Wasn't me. That's not a good defense. She continues, the burden of proof was always on the police. And I would say, yes, with the gun that you have and a bullet yeah. and the fingerprints and the fact that you don't have a real alibi and you were seen in his apartment. What Like, they've got the proof, bud. You need to say self-defense. I yeah. was being beaten up. All right, whatever. So he is introduced on page 247, and he is dead by 276. He didn't even make it a full 30 pages. He didn't even make it a full 30 pages. Uh, so now we are going to s- assumedly have to deal with the fallout of Mark's murder. Nope. Probably not. I don't know. Uh, I'm guessing no from the way that the book has gone so far. I'm uh, I just wanted to let you say that Mark took uh, care of me so well that I quickly quickly squirted his face with my juices. Oh, I uh, that. And that Mark was so thick that he filled my pussy to capacity. I could stretch no farther and every inch of my slippery walls were touched by his heavy meat. Oh, no. Uh, after, sorry, I'm going to have to read a quote about no. after after some domestic violence. No. Uh, I'm going to have to read a quote. I now know why he, I, I now knew why he was considered a professional boxer. And oh, outside no. the grossness of the domestic violence. That's you awful. know, you know how you're considered a professional boxer by getting paid money to box. It's not like a character attribute; it's a job. Yeah. So it doesn't even make any fucking sense. Uh, two seventy nine out of two ninety four. So we are at what two seventy nine. Uh, we are at ninety five. We are post climax in any other book. Uh. This is the big, this is uh, everybody celebrating on Dantooine. Mm-hmm. Yavin 4, excuse me, I'm sorry, Yavin 4. It's a close one. This is everybody celebrating on Yavin 4. The Death Star has been blown up in any other property. Skip to Simone's chapter. I could hear Mama and China coming into the house, and I qu- so I quickly minimized the message that could be seen on my computer screen that gave me chills. I know who you are, bitch, and I've been watching you. You die. You and your horse ass sisters will die. The second plot point from the back of the book has now been introduced. The second plot point. Yeah, uh, that she is a she is a a uh, stalker. Uh, blah blah blah. Until then, I was limiting my time away from home, and my car was staying right in the driveway. If I needed something, I'd said China to get get it to me. All right, so we are assumingly going to have something coming okay. up. Okay. Uh, in less than two days, bitch, you die. My heart raced for the first time in a long time. I was scared. She's got a stalker. It's not good. He has her no. real name. Uh, Corinne is back with Honey, who she's been told to stop fucking because weird, basically, Mama said. She said, okay. So she's at Honey's place, but she's not fucking him. Uh, and she's saying something like, Mama is such a bitch. I hate her so much. Uh, we killed Reno. I like it. I'm happy about it. Uh, she said something about mama sucks and I hate her. Don't you, honey? And he's, uh, he, she hears her on the phone. And so Corinne comes to confront him. Uh, so you see, baby girl, honey said, your mama has a lot on her plate. You need to chill with some of the stuff you'd be talking and think real hard about getting with the program. What you think is always about you. It ain't. And running won't solve any of your problems. So you need to get that shit out of your head. Just think hard about what I'm saying to you. All right. Think real hard and act, stop acting like a fucking brat. 
Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm not a brat, so kiss my ass and have a wonderful fucking life kissing mama's ass and being her goddamn puppet. I turned to walk away, and when Honey called my name, I snapped my head to the side. My eyes came in contact with the gun he held in his hand, aimed at me. Whatever mama wants, he said with a serious expression on his face, she gets. Honey pulled the trigger. The bullet hit me somewhere. I couldn't feel where because my entire body was numb. I remember crashing to the floor, and after my eyes fluttered a few times, my deep breath slowed. Then darkness was upon me. The end of the fucking book! Did she die? I don't know. Assumedly, it's the end of the book, and I'm not going to read whatever comes up next. The three plot points that are mentioned on the end of the book are none of them are actually resolved. They don't start until 84 plus percent of the way through the book. That's the book. It ends it with... It ends with her dying? It ends with her being shot on her mom's orders by the man she was fucking... <laughs> so if we go back to the back of the book, which I know you don't really want to do, but... Uh, the Secret of Life in Man China's Life, introduced on page 247. Simone is sassy, but will she meet her match who comes in the forest of a stalker? Introduced on page uh, 279. She, uh, not as afraid as Corinne, who catches a bullet for seeking the real truth about family secrets that have been buried for years. The last paragraph of the book. Like, when it said that Corinne gets a bullet or whatever, yeah. Who catches a bullet for seeking the real truth. I thought that was a plot point and not a spoiler. Yeah. Yep. This bullet on the back of the book. You know how much it takes for this not to be the biggest failure of writing? It takes murder mamas for this not to be the biggest failure of writing. <laughs> what is happening at this? I could shit on a plate, apparently, and get it published. It would have better pacing. My dumps in the morning have better pacing than these books do. They're more consistent on most mornings than these books are. I... They leave me feeling more contented. At least this one didn't have two slightly different versions of the same scene. That's like comparing a car that is going along on four flat tires and is missing its engine, but it's rolling down a hill to a Chevy Aztec. It's like, yeah, the Chevy Aztec, one of the most ugly cars ever created, technically has an engine in it. And it doesn't have a steering wheel that flies off when you're driving. I don't whip out of the window while I'm driving. Anyway, this book was a bad idea, and I stand by it. <laughs> Do you see now I had to melt into the couch when it's just like, yeah, she fucking died. <laughs> was the end of the book? The, 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 the stalker thing is what gets me. 95 fucking percent? It's one thing to have the... And they just mention it, and then it's like it nothing happens. She never like, meets him. She's never in actually danger. We read four messages, and it's like, even if there's a sequel, <laughs> why? It didn't do anything in there. We spent 80 pages that could have been... Not to mention... The, the inconsistent character of Mama, she, like, I want, I, I know it's supposed to be like, this changed me and I learned how to be a bad bitch or whatever. But it's like, at the beginning of the book, not only does she have a, have a small titties and a fat ass, but she's also meek in mild manner and doing just barely enough to get by, even when she, like, pulls the caper to get herself out of there or whatever. And then she still invites Ray over sometimes and is in contact with him. Uh, until he gets shot by his daughter twice in one book, uh, two like two separate scenes, uh, but that are the same scene. But now she's like a world famous 
everybody knows Mama has that shit on lock. Which brings us to the Goodreads review for this one. It is a page turner from beginning to end. Taffy didn't like what Ray did to her, but she did the same thing to her daughters. Uh, uh, if they don't get away from Tammy, they're all going down, but I don't think they can because she is total control. If you cross Taffy, you will die. See what happened to Corinne Child or not. She had honey shot her. Uh... Money Making Mom is a short story about just that. Three sexy, smart, independent sisters taught by their mama to use what they got to get what they want. They never once get anything. Uh, I loved the plot. What fucking plot? I wish it was a full novel. Now, I did read this in a whole day, but this is not like large print, right? Yeah. It's big, but it's not like large print. And it fills 200, technically, 293 pages. Nope, nope, that's what I'm talking about last. The reason why I had such a hard time about remembering why this book or how many pages this book had is that the text ends on page 293, and just in case you need them, we have 294, 295, and 296 for notes. Okay, I thought that those were blank pages, and if you kept turning... That there was going to be more, that there was going to be, like, you thought that she died, but then, oh, just kidding, no, there's more. Notes. To bring to book club, I guess. I think we should suggest this for the next book club. It'd be almost Probably as... better than the kiss quotient. Yeah. So, I I couldn't cut it off early because we have to see what books we're reading now, next time. Oh, well. You did it to me again, Sue. Sue, you are down to one. One book. So I can okay. draw it for you. But I get to pick from three possible options from our Biblioval box. Um, so, you've got another... Well, what is this, ASMR? I was going to give some tingles. All right, I'll, go, I'll pick a book, not look at it, and then we'll exchange at the same time, all right? I'll pick from the middle. Susan has given unto me Serpent Storm, a Calliope Reaper Jones novel. That's a lot of words. I think Calliope? Oh, sure. Uh, that's the thing for measuring phrenology, right? Uh, my entire name is Calliope Reaper Jones, but you can call me Callie, please. Thank you. Like many young women before me, I've chosen to go on my own in New York City. New York City, working my way up in the magazine world, living paycheck to paycheck, buying only the new shoes that I absolutely must have. Of course, having a super hot boyfriend does make it more bearable, even if he is entirely a human. After all, I'm Death's daughter. <laughs> this this woman's about the author page uh, is missing maybe five percent eyeliner before she becomes exactly the person I would think would write this book. Yeah. She looks like uh, there's a character from Gossip Girl, and she kind of looks like a grown-up She looks like that. an emo uh, Marjorie from Game of Thrones. Yeah, Natalie Dormer. Natalie Dormer. So, you know, good for her. Yeah, Natalie Dormer's a hottie. Yeah. You got me Stephanie Tyler's Viper's Rule, a Skulls Creek novel. Oh, no. He has a big skull with wings and a snake coming out of it tattooed on his back. Okay, even though, oh no, it's another one of these. Even though he's no longer a U.S. soldier, Talon 
pals, Garrity, hasn't lost his desire for living on the edge. Is he going to start a private security firm? No. As the enforcer for the Vipers Motorcycle Club, the eternal bad boy is always getting into trouble, especially with the ladies who can't seem to resist him. But when Maddie Wells returns to Skulls Creek, he's shocked that she can't seem to keep her hands off him either. Good thing Towels doesn't mind playing with fire. Sorry about that uh, That last little microphone whoopsie. Uh, but basically what Susan's trying to say is, it's a Midnight Sins watch, folks. Good night.